0: Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry.
1: Excited for all of you guys to hear from my good friends. When I say good friends, you guys know I always interview friends, legends, leaders to give you different insights, to give you different perspectives. But I also had the great opportunity to be able to go coach their team and speak for their team. And so I gotta I gotta I gotta travel up north for me and go hang out with you guys. And that was a ton of fun. And I know we also hung out in Atlanta at the John Maxwell event, and then we've hung out in Utah. So are we up to three states
2: now hanging out? Three states? Yeah. Yeah. We should add a few more. Okay, <laughs> Baltimore. Have
1: some fun. So I'm excited for everybody to get to know all of your successes. I know in in the midst of success, there's always a ton more failures. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. But success does leave clues. And you guys have done a phenomenal job at so many different things. But we're going to start out with how you create culture to be able to have more success. Now, I know some people are going to be like, yeah, but I'm Maybe you're brand new and I just, I just want to make my money back. Like that's way too advanced. Look, as Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. So this starts with all of the principles, regardless of how big your business is or isn't, these are things that you're going to be able to apply now. But before that, I want you guys to give, give the quick recap of let's say one minute journey recap of your network marketing experience. And I don't care who goes first, because I'm sure whoever goes first, the other person's going to correct him.
2: <laughs> right, you know, that's the thing. But uh, we're so honored to be with you. Yeah, Rob. Thank I, you for having I, me. I absolutely love everything you put out. It's incredible to have a resource like you in the industry. But uh, my wife and I have been in network marketing for a lot of years. In fact, I actually started first. Yes. It's like, I think 13 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, jumped into the industry and, uh, you know, really caught the vision of what I could do for my life moving forward. And then the cool thing is I kind of had um, gotten into some traditional business and um, met Catherine and and she actually recruited me into uh, another opportunity. And then I recruited her into marriage. (laughs) So yeah, we won. So Jeff won. Oh I definitely won. That was the only time I won. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. We both
0: won. We both won. We did. It's so good. Yeah, and I'm coming up on 10 years actually. Um Thanksgiving Day 2020 will be my tenth year in the industry and so very 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 grateful you know i was always dreaming of a better way to do things of um you know just being you i don't know about you actually i do know something about you i think i think pretty much i know something about every human being on this planet that we all have in common we all have dreams we all have dreams like things that we want to do that are that cost money. And maybe we haven't figured out, um, you know, how to create that. And I had a lot of dreams and my dreams were so expensive. And that's the other thing about dreams. Dreams are expensive and and they don't, they're not supposed to be lived on the shelf. And so I was dreaming about a better way. And when I saw this industry, I was so excited because I was like, I knew, I knew there was a better way, um, you know, to, to, to do life. In my opinion, this is the best way to do life because you know, you could be the CEO of, your life. And the reality is, is that I realized a long time ago that, um, I was the only one who could pay me what I was worth. (laughs) And I got to decide what that was. And honestly, that was a little scary, but it was also really exciting. Um, it was like a new frontier and, um, just that ability to dream bigger and know that you could, you know, have an opportunity that could take those dreams off the shelf and, um, yeah it, it was
2: just amazing it's crazy because we just we just moved into our dream home which yes. is exciting i like we're freaking out still it hasn't really okay, i've been waiting for the invite for several days
0: <laughs> no. you are welcome anytime my friend seriously yes
2: we got a great guest room but i i it was interesting going through some of the boxes and uncovering a journal i had from when i was 17 and i was just starting to get uh you know into the industry and um I went through thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. I mean, I think many Mm -hmm. of the people watching this probably are familiar with that, but I was looking through that journal and my main definite purpose statement. And I just realized from where, where we started right to where we are, it's like everything that I had put on that list was 10 X. Like, it was like, wow, you know, it made, it inspired me to think bigger and to dream bigger Mm -hmm. and go, wow, even though where I was at at 18 years old, no credibility, no real network, you know, just this goofy kid with long hair and braces, you know. With a work with a, ethic. With a dream and a work ethic. Yeah. To be able to see what can happen uh, with some serious work work ethic. <laughs> it's it just kind of an inspiring thing to discover that journal and go, wow, um, you know, let's all dream bigger, you know? So
1: a couple different insights and then I've got a, a random question that just popped in my head is the first insight is, you know, what, I, what you're saying right there is something that's a reminder to me that really made sense that I heard a long time ago. And sometimes, you know, how we learn things and then we forget things and we need to relearn things. And then you're at a different point in your life, so it makes different sense. But the hardest person you're going to ever have to negotiate with is yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you just said there, Kat, that you knew that no one was going to pay you what you are worth, you were negotiating with yourself. When Jeff's talking about Think and Grow Rich, he's he's learning these different principles that he goes and negotiates with himself. So I love that because I think all too often, you know, we're always looking outward. And it's good. We have to learn things outwardly, right? We're going to learn different skills and different systems and, and different things that are going to help us but it always begins with starting inward and I know outward can help with inward, but we got to negotiate with ourselves. Remember seeing a quote uh, in a magazine probably a decade ago that said, you don't get paid what you're worth. You get paid what you negotiate. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's so important for all aspects and and everything. So then I was thinking as you're talking about, how so many people hear the cliche of if I can do it, you can do it, but there's much more context to that. So if you were to say that, right, we haven't said that on this, right on this interview, but if you were to say, if I can do it, you can do it. How would you fill in the blanks there? Both of you to give context to someone That's whether they're brand new, whether they're struggling, new levels, new devils. And if you're an expert and you're leader and you're listening to this right now, the reason why this is still relevant to you is because you're learning how to better convey and communicate information to your teams. So this principle and this question applies to you if you're brand new, if you're stuck in the middle, if you're a living legend, we're all trying to get better at communication. So fill in the blanks there.
0: Well, okay, this is a really good question. I, I think it comes back to, um, you know, planting your flag, drawing that, drawing that line in the sand, um, saying enough is enough, getting to that point where you're like, No matter what, I'm going to make this happen. You know, I think I remember, I remember when I first started in this industry. Um, and and it's funny because we were just talking about this the other day and I coached him a long time ago. It's like, you know, um, the how to becomes easy when you have your why is really clear. When you're, when you're, when you know your why. The how to is easy. And I, I think a lot of times we, you know, getting into new things, no matter what it is, when we're trying you know a new a new business, a new industry, new skills, um, new ideas, when we're when we're just trying out new things, no matter what it is, we have to be willing to fail forward. We have to be willing to take risks. We have to be willing. But all of this, and it's interesting, but you you have to plant your flag first. And when you plant your flag, you know, that there's risks involved, you know, I mean, you know what that means. I mean, I think about like going into battle, you know, and you're, you know, you're, you're, whoever's carrying that flag, you know, it's like, you're, you know that there's risks, but you also know there's no, you know, there's no reward without taking those risks. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's taking making concerted effort every single day to just, you know, wake up and conquer um, and just knowing, Hey, I've got these goals. I've got daily goals. I've got weekly goals. I've got monthly goals. It's having your vision board and, 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 you know, just, speaking, I think it into existence, you know, sharing with people what it is that you're doing. It's it's convincing yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I remember back in the day when I um when I first started, I was in a situation personally where um, I had two homes in foreclosure. I had a six figure income that had disappeared. I had to I had to figure it out. And I knew that uh, this industry was my way out. Um, but I knew nothing about the industry. Uh, I, I literally knew nothing. And, but I, w- what, what I did know is that if I applied myself, you know, if I backed by my why, you know, my, my passion, my desire to change my life, um, with, you know, and then of course, partnering that with work, work ethic, putting one foot in front of the other, being coachable to the system that was in place, because I knew, Hey, if I don't know anything, but there's people who have done it, then, you know, they've already paved the way they've gone up the mountain. They've, you know, there's a, there's a path, there's a trail, there's Markers. And that was encouraging to me. Even though I was new and I knew nothing, it was encouraging to me to be able to see, hey, other people have done it. I'm um, hearing their story. And um, this is why it's so important that we share our transformation story, that we be vulnerable, I think, in our process, right. because this is what um, people connect with. So I used to tell people back in the day, literally, I would say, listen, this is, I actually figured out how I'm going to save my two homes from foreclosure. I figured out how I'm going to replace my income. And I am so, so, so very excited about it. But it wasn't easy for me to say that. I had to, it was, you know, but I had to, this was part of creating it. Part of creating it is speaking it out. And it's, and it's also getting past the barriers in our mind um, that are, you know, the, the little voices that are like, oh, no, oh, that's crazy. Oh, but, you know, no, it's like we have to silence all of that and just take action. Um, because the reality is, is our our greatest dreams are, you know, everything that we dream for happens to be on the other side of our comfort zone. And, and what's funny is it's not far off. I mean, it's like the edge. It's just off the edge. But a lot of, you know, a lot of people just want to look at it. And it's like, no, you have to dive in. You can't. You have, in order to actually experience, you have to dive in. So I think, you know, planting your flag, being all in, you know, being being willing to just be coachable and applying your work ethic. And I also think one last thing, obviously this is a very good question because you got me very excited about this. Getting <laughs> out of our head of like, okay, I think sometimes, you know, there's like that, you know, what is it? The paralysis of analysis of, oh, I've got to know all these things. I, one of the things I did in the very beginning Is I realized I didn't know anything, and I also, and it did, and I allowed it to not overwhelm me. I I got, I was like, you know what, I'm going to learn. You know, I I, I'm committed to learning this, and and how you learn is by taking action, by by watching what other people are doing and, and implementing. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, but. It's so important to get out of our head and to not let. To, to, we have to silence those nasty thoughts. Um, and we. And it was. This was a a process. I mean, it really was a process for my own mind to go. Wow, I had no idea that I was that negative about my own breaking out of <laughs> my situation and changing my life, you know? So I, um, I think that was a huge, huge, huge piece and, and surrounding yourself with people who are on the same path, who see the same vision as you. And it's funny because I know our conversation today is like culture and culture, it's vision for lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you can't, um, you know, you can't cultivate culture without a whole bunch of people who have vision. And, um, you know, what's, what's the saying? The people without vision will perish. I mean, yep. So, having that vision, staying close to that vision, and taking action every single day on that vision, no matter what is going on here, no matter what is going on in your environment and your circumstances, maybe the people who are in your life who maybe don't support you, which is possible. That's real. All these things, all these things that seem to maybe not be working in your favor have to be thought as kindling. kindling, Is that not the right word? Kindling? Kindling Kindling on your fire of why.
1: So, I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of what you said right there is going along with everything is you just got to decide. Yes. And, and if you decide, you give yourself a real chance. If you don't, it's absolutely impossible. And once you've made the decision, which does come from a vision, that's got to be big enough and clear enough. Then after that, of course, you've got to take action, but too many people still haven't negotiated with themselves. Too many people still haven't made right that decision. And because of that, it's like they're still they're still spending all of their mental energy on deciding if they're in or they're out, which means they're still treating it like a lottery ticket rather than being able to be, and you said the word several times, committed. I remember seeing a quote years ago that said, your level of your commitment will determine your level of success. And I like to say your level of commitment in large part because – you could have huge commitment in completely wrong vehicle. And it's like, well, it's what, what's success to you as you go? And so mm-hmm. it's just people make it so complicated. And I was there. I used to do that as well. And I still have to go back and simplify it. So, Jeff, I'd love to hear your take. What do we missed? Have we missed yeah. anything? I mean, I thought you covered everything.
2: I know. Well, you know, (laughs) but we have these foundational philosophies in life and in business and, you know, going from 18 year old Jeff to where we are today, I've had to adjust some of those foundational philosophies. And one of the things that I realized very early on is like Kat said, I have so much to learn. I mean, if you become too big to do the small things, you'll become too small to receive the big things, you know, and it, it, it's kind of one of those things where I, I recall these, these aha breakthrough moments where I would be in an auditorium, right at an event. Okay. Cause we have not missed a single national event mm-hmm. in our career. <laughs> okay. Just write that down. Uh, because in that moment, right. Going through my head, it was like I was looking at these high powered, you know, like massive, like amazing legends in the industry on stage. Right. And I, I decided to adopt the philosophy of if that guy can do it, I can do it. But behind that was I'm willing to commit to the process and learning the craft and not pretend that I ever have it all figured out. I'm not going to blame the industry. If I experience failure, I'm not going to blame my upline or my sideline or my debt. I'm taking 100% responsibility for where I'm at today so that I can be empowered in making the change to get to where I wanna go. And I think that those moments, those aha moments are so important to stay open. If you go to an event and you code through those mm. doors thinking I already know all this stuff, mm. you're on your way out. Like you're, <laughs> you're not committed to the process of learning a craft because the people who are really committed to finding, like, who have made that decision, to go out and make it happen, are gonna sit and, and, and take apart every little piece, find those gold nuggets and then actually apply it in their business, you know? And so anyway, that just, it triggered one of those things. Uh, you know? our, our friend, uh, John Maxwell says, the ability to learn how to learn is the greatest ability
1: one can have. Yes. Yeah. And, is the it it. and the more the more I learn, the more I learn, I have much more to learn. I remember when I first started in, in the industry and I was like, oh yeah, the where I'm at now in six months, and it was like six months later, I learned so much more. And I'm like, wow, I have even more. And so it's it's fun. And once you once you understand that, it helps you to focus on how can you learn better. And I'm going to give some really quick examples, and then we'll shift to to culture to help everybody to crush their business, regardless if you're brand new or you're a leader. But uh, when I listen to books on Audible, I'm adjusting the speed depending on the author and my comprehension and my interest level. So, uh, like all these different variables. And then I'm bookmarking and then I'm fast forwarding through chapters that just have no interest to in me. And then I'm re listening to other chapters and I'm slowing down certain chapters and speeding up other chapters. And then I'm taking notes. As I go. And then anytime I'm at conventions or even when I'm speaking, I'm watching other speakers and I'm listening. How do they convey their message? What's their body language? What's their tone like? What are some of the certain phrases and things you know that people are really resonating with? So I'm always, always, always constantly paying attention, trying to figure out how can I get better at learning and absorbing things much quicker because I just want to keep getting better. I feel like that's the greatest definition of happiness is progress. It doesn't matter how much you're making or how great your life is. If you feel like you're digressing rather than progressing progress, you're going to be that happy. So I'm always focused on, okay, how can I get better? And how can I progress? So if one wants to progress, what's, what are some things when we talk specific to culture and how can we relate this to the person that doesn't have a team as well as the person that has a huge team
2: well i think i think the thing about culture is you have to have like like in our in our business we have a, a saying that we adopted that kind of became the 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 heart it kind of boiled down our vision in our heart and it is fixing realities funding dreams and retiring families now, these days, there's a disclaimer attached based on individual efforts, <laughs> <No> <laughs> results may vary. But the, the reality is you have to have a powerful vision and, and, and that vision is the beginning of culture. Culture is really designed to really, I mean, it, it's kind of like what you want to see. Like we talk about. A lot of times in in the, the whole conversation around developing culture, it's kind of like, how are you reaching your team? And I think one of the big things is, Rob, is, is identifying what your key motivating factors are, like really understanding what drives you and then understanding what your distributorship, right? W- what, what motivates them, what's gonna drive them and then finding a way to connect the dots so that everyone is going towards a common goal and building towards something that's bigger than just the check. And it's bigger than just, you know, like it's gotta be a much larger picture and something that everyone can rally around. I don't know if you wanna add to that, sweetheart. Well,
0: I've been thinking about, um, thank you. I've been thinking about a lot how, okay, love and vulnerability. I think really, the heart of everything that we do i mean why were because initially initially when i got into this business it was to save me i mean i was in a situation where i was like oh my gosh i you know i, I thought to myself because i was helping to take care of my mom at the time who um is on oxygen and and i was th- thought to myself oh my gosh i'm going to be okay but my, what about my mom i can't plug in an oxygen machine under the bridge this was part of my fire of getting this done you know but it, it started it, but it was so it started with fixing my situation, fixing my reality, right? Yeah. But at the same time, there was a connection of like, well, my mom, so there was that heart connection. But so I had to put my, you know, you know, it's like when you when you go on a trip and the, you know, you're on the plane and they tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first before you put somebody else's oxygen. And it's, it's hard, it's kind of counterintuitive a little bit because we're thinking, no, I want to put it on my person first, but we have to, we have to take care of ourselves. And so I think it starts, I think it starts with loving ourselves well, OK, we have to love ourselves,
1: which is really hard for a lot of people because they feel like they're being self-based by always focusing on other people. And you can't give that which you don't have. Right. It's like the whole empty cup can't pour anything. So yeah. I think that, that that's something that I had to work on a ton because I always felt like same thing with attention. I had struggled with any sort of attention because I felt like that was being an egomaniac. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing, look, the people that have the most impact have attention yeah. But it's what's their intention with it, and that makes all the difference in the world. So I just, I just really wanted to clarify that because I love how you're, you're talking about like you got to love yourself first. You got to put the oxygen mask on yourself yeah. first. That's just so hard for so many of us because we've just been taught that that's just so selfish and
0: so, selfish. so bad, right? It's hard. Yeah, and this is part of the rewiring of our, of our brain, you know, and 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 getting into that space of going, no, wait a minute, it's it, I. This is important. I cannot. Help, you know, I change generational patterns and you know, <laughs> to do all these big things that I want to do if I don't figure that out for myself first. So that was that was step number one. Um, but then when you, when you get to that point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm okay. I can breathe. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and you kind of get some perspective. Perspective's so important. And then, you know, you because for us, everything that we do comes down to our heart is on fire like literally our heart burns to support um assist to see people um win and also just realize you, there's so many people out there who just literally don't know they never they maybe they've never dreamed before They've never really dreamed. They've never really been given an opportunity to, to dream or maybe they stopped dreaming. You know, so for us, it's a heart thing. So this culture thing, it comes from a desire to serve people, yeah. a desire to make a difference in people's lives, a desire to see people um, yeah, not only winning, but also just, uh, you know, dreaming bigger. Because one, one of the things that we've learned, especially in the last handful of years, is that the bigger we dream, the more there is. Who would have thought? I mean that's mind blowing to me. I mean I always thought that I dreamed really big. In fact, I was told my whole life that I was, you know, crazy that I dreamed too big, whatever. And and so and what we've learned what this industry has given us is a platform to dream bigger and then realizing, no, there is so much more. And so uh, we want to encourage people to dream big, bigger than they ever have. But you have also, you have to take action on that dream. It's not, this is not just pipe dreams, just, you know, no, it's important to take action. And this is where like the, so the love, the love piece um, is huge because people feel that, you know, people, people feel like, oh my gosh, you actually really care about what, what I'm up to in life. That's huge. You know, like
1: you said, it's hard to do that right. When you start, even though you, everyone wants to help everyone, but in the end, it's like people are suffocating and they need to take care of themselves first. Yeah, And the abundance typically grows as they do that. And now it's like, okay, it just becomes, I mean, money just becomes a fun way of keeping score. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. And for some of you, are like, how can you even say that? Look, <laughs> trust me, I know. Until you're making ends meet, you feel like you're living comfortably. But then after that, that's, that's really what it is. Because what's the difference between getting that 2016 car and then you got the 2020 is that really going to make you so much happier. It's cool. It's cool, but it's not going to create that internal happiness. It's still fun. It's still cool. Don't get me wrong, but it it takes you first taking care of yourself and the more, and, and it's a reverse psychology. You're helping others by taking care of yourself because now you have more to be able to give. And that's what I think that, that people just struggle conceptualizing because they, they're like, yeah, I kind of get that, but uh, I've just been taught that it's so wrong and selfish and I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I feel, yeah, I know exactly where you're all coming from.
0: Well, and that, the, can I just say, this actually goes into a lot of different pieces of, of business. I mean, it, it, how you do anything is how you do everything. So, I mean, even someone who's just starting out, you know, you really have to look at it As a business, like, like, for example, in my opinion, okay, just a little thing. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I'm thinking about samples, you know, as a culture, culture is about, it's not, we have to look at what we're all doing and how it's all benefiting everybody. I mean, this is a team. It's like we, we don't, nobody wins unless we're all winning. You know, we believe in win, win, wins. You know what I mean? It's not so, so I think about like, for example, samples. Like, not that you can't give them out for free, I'm not saying, but it's a business. Like, we want to be thinking about, no, we're supposed to be making money. Like, I think sometimes people, you know, get weird about actually making money. You know what I mean? They want to give it away for free. And I'm like, don't do that because it's not just hurting you. It's hurting actually everyone. You know what I mean? Because... Anyway, I don't even know if that's making total sense, but I just, I want people that people need to know you're the CEO of your own business and you're supposed to be profitable. So you have to be thinking about things that are going to actually, you know,
2: the, the biggest profitability profit. hack is building people. Mm. And I think that that's such an important part of culture is. Sometimes we want to look at the people who are the influencers and the people like if, if that would have happened to me and it has actually multiple times through my journey um, where people discounted me because they didn't think I would, you know, do amount to anything. It's kind of interesting how that turned out. Um, But, (laughs) but it was. You send them a thank you card yet. I I sent them a thank you card, (laughs) maybe a snapshot of the commission report. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But really when you build, The person in front of you, when you go the extra mile, that's where the profits are Mm -hmm. going the extra mile beyond what you're expected to do. That's where all of the wins are. Mm -hmm. And and the thing about it is I have a heart for those black sheep in network marketing. People who are just who are just getting started who who maybe have just tried and tried and tried i have a heart for those people to see them break through because that was my story and i just kept consistent committed and i i just started focusing on how can i serve my people well yes what is it that i can contribute today that's going to cause them to rise you know
0: and recognizing even as a new person like whether you're you're you just started today or you've been in a week a month a year or you're a living legend knowing that what you do and what you don't do duplicates this is so important and that's why i I mentioned the the sample thing because it's understanding that what you're doing is not just about what you're doing Mm -hmm. it's understanding that what you're whether you're a team of one right now or you're a team of a hundred what you're doing is setting the pace and setting the example for what you want to see occur and what you want to see duplicating. So you have to be thinking, even if you're just an army of one right now, and and what I, what am I doing right now is what I'm doing right now, what I want to have duplicating in my team. That's important. You're setting the, the culture and example now for what you're creating. It's like you're, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, like,
2: I think the second biggest thing is to walk in integrity always. I mean, that's it will right. always pay the highest dividends. Um, when you're faced with a decision that's gonna get you a short term win, you have to be thinking, is this long term like integrity is foundational mm-hmm. and that's something that has cost me money in the short term, mm-hmm. but has made so much of our success in the long run that I think it's important to talk about that in culture. Are, are you showing up as the, uh, the most authentic version of you? Mm-hmm. Because that is what's going to attract people is you being in that authenticity and being in that integrity and focused on building others that is going to go viral in your team. And it's going to repel the people who maybe don't match that culture which I think is actually a blessing in disguise. Yes. That, that's yes. something
1: that's not really talked about very much. I never want to say not talked about, but very much. No. That, uh, I mean, I know when I started, I just wanted anybody, <laughs> anyone, like anyone who had a pulse, like please join my business, right? Because <laughs> uh, you're trying to make your money back. And then after that, you're just trying to have a little bit of success as you go. So. I get that. But then I started learning that that meant that I really wasn't committed to the long term, which is really tough to commit to the long term day one. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's it's you got to go through a couple trials. You got to see what you're made of and then you commit and recommit and recommit. And then eventually it does become that. But it's very difficult. You can say it, but you don't really know yet until, you know, you get punched in the face and then you see what you're made of. But yeah. yeah. I just think it's important because you actually end up wasting time with the wrong people Mm. and end up, it ends up costing you more. So you get the short-term gain, but you sacrifice the long-term gain, which is worth way more than the short-term gain. And so, like you said, of just repelling, just double down and, who you are and what you're about and what you want. And as you project that type of a vision, you will begin to attract the right people. Now, again, attracting the right people, you got to put in the effort. It's not this whole, like, oh, I've been thinking it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you got to think it. But I've been thinking it. So now all these people are just probably just going to join and they're going to be in my inbox. And you still got to do the deal. You still got to reach out to people as you go. Or it's not going to happen. So in parting, I always like to find out some things about people. So I want to know maybe what's a a current book that you're reading or what would be a book that you've read that you love in the last, I don't care, six months or a year
2: to our audience? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, my gosh. We are personal development junkies. (laughs) I mean, we were... (laughs) The movers, when they moved our stuff, they're like, that box is extremely heavy. And I'm like, yeah, there's five more like it, you know, but um, we we're currently I'm I'm currently going through the go for no for network marketers. And we're going to be training on that in one of our leadership sessions next week. And so yeah, that- she, was, she was a guest of mine last year. So um, great book. Amazing. And and just, you know, anything by John C. Maxwell, we, we have like these recurring books that every year we go back through. Mm-hmm. And I like what mm-hmm. you said, Rob, because I had some shame. I had some shame triggers around finishing books and I don't know if it's an ADD thing or what, but when I adopted the, I'm going to choose a chapter that inspires me method, I was actually able to absorb more. I know this isn't the book recommendation you're looking for, but this, this whole thing of just going where you're inspired and and being able to really receive that and integrate that changed my whole life i mean because i would never finish a book and be like well what's the point in starting one you know and then i started doing that method you you mentioned earlier but i don't know what do you think
0: well okay so okay if i had to really share like my favorite book okay my favorite book that i actually try to pick up every at least at least once a year i and it's actually time for me to pick it up again um is failing forward By John C. Maxwell, it's my favorite. It blew my mind. It was such a simple read. Changed my life. Actually, it changed my life in like the forward. Like even the first paragraph of the first, I had to. I I was reading it and then I had to just like put it down and be like, "Wow." I mean, and I mean, anyway, I love that book because our, you know, how we've been trained, I think, in just our world to think about failure, um, has set us up for massive failure. (laughs) In a way that is not really helpful, and if we start sh- shifting our mind on how we think about failure, f- failing forward is all about you know actually the joy of it, and so that's that's one of my very favorite books. Anything by John C. Maxwell, also the John C. Maxwell um, Leadership Bible that's- is amazing, and I personally have really been diving into actually um, a lot l- lately since we've been uh, in, in quarantine. Actually, uh, the Bible, I've been and, and the Passion Translation, because seriously in my opinion, the best leadership book on planet oh, earth yeah. is the, is the Bible. And so I've, I've really been diving into that um, a wow. lot more than usual. Um, and actually just reading the whole thing through has been amazing and just getting revelation after revelation. It's but timeless, yeah. timeless
1: principles that consistently apply. And that's always our goal is right. The ability to learn how to learn, take those yes. principles and apply those into your lives. I just want to thank both of you. I know you got crazy schedules moving into your dream home. You've got the Jeff and Kat show going on. You're building your business. And you just got life going on. So anytime I have guests that come on and take time to build the to share their insights and, and their perspective to my audience, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Kat, for coming on and making time. I appreciate
0: you. <laughs> All right,
1: have thank you. Man. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention. To all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.